Welcome to this exciting sermon from World Impact Community Church. We hope you enjoy this message. For more sermons and resources, please do visit us at wscc.in. Hallelujah. Start with a word of prayer. Father, we thank you, Lord, for this morning. We thank God. Thank you, God, for this season. Thank you, God, that you're speaking to us. Thank you, God, that you're enriching us with your presence. Father, we bless this time, Lord. Let the word go deep into our heart. Let it be a word from heaven, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So we are in Christmas season. Amen. Hallelujah. You can see the hall decorated. You can see the trees decorated. All of us have different, different backgrounds when it comes to celebrating Christmas. Some celebrate, some don't celebrate. Different eras had different ways of celebrating. Lord, when I was a kid, we had the era of the Christmas cards. I don't know if, I don't know how many of you have been there in that era. All right. So I remember getting uh, Christmas cards from my grandfather. Uh, so this is about the Hallmark and the Artsy's cards generation. When we used to put stars, some of us still do that. We have, we assemble the Christmas tree. Uh, we have plum cakes. It's still there. Uh, hallelujah. So if you're visiting any house this season, you'll get a tea and along with, usually would come the plum cake. And I remember on Christmas morning, my mother would prepare the hot upham and the chicken stew. Uh, I feel hungry. And of course, we wish people Merry Christmas. Now, none of this is wrong. But if this is all what Christmas is all about, and I think we are really missing what Christmas is actually about. If you really look into the Bible. Let's look the story behind the first Christmas. Luke 1, verse 26 to 20, 37. Now in the sixth month, an a- the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. Having come in, the angel said to her, Rejoice, highly favored one, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. But when she saw him, she was troubled at the saying, considered what manner of greeting this was. And the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son, and shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and and will be called the son of the highest. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father father David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And his kingdom there will be no end. Then Mary said to the angel, how can this be since I do not know a man? And the angel answered and said to her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you. And the power of the most of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore also the Holy One who is born will be called the Son of God. Now indeed, Elizabeth, the relative, has also conceived a son in her old age. Uh, This is the sixth month for her who who was called barren. For with God, nothing will be impossible. And Mary said, Behold the maidservant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. The story of the first Christmas needs to be told not from our perspective, but needs to be told From the perspective of three people, one is God the Father, because the Father gave the Son. And second, 
is the couple, Joseph and Mary. And third, others like the wise men and the shepherds. So what do we learn from God the Father when it comes to the first Christmas? The first thing that you've got to learn is the plan of God. Salvation was God's plan for mankind. Salvation is God's plan for you and I. And everybody is included. No, this birth is not for any particular church, any particular denomination. It is not for any particular religion, any particular nation. But it is for all people. Can you say all people? All people. This plan of God was first revealed in the Garden of Eden. First revealed to man in the Garden of Eden. And many prophesied, prophet Isaiah prophesied about a virgin will have a child. From the plan of God comes the promise of God. And what is the promise? It's the promise that a Savior will be born. Everyone needs a Savior. The law cannot save us. That is why we need a Savior. God gave the law to the Old Testament. In the Old Testament, He gave. And they could not fulfill it. And that is why, even though it's not that the law is bad, but we cannot fulfill the law. And because we could not fulfill the law, we cannot fulfill the law, we need a Savior. Say, I need a Savior. Amen. So, you know, in the Old Testament, God showed the glimpses of this plan because when His nation, Israel, was in bondage, the Bible says, God sent a man, His name was Moses. In the fullness of time, now in the fullness of time, God sends His only begotten Son. In 1 John 4 verse 9 says, In this the love of God was manifested. In this the love of God was manifested. The God has sent His only begotten Son into the world that we might live through Him. The plan of God is not for increasing church attendance, but it is for having a life through the Son. plan of God was a son. And in Christmas we give gifts to each other. You see under the Christmas tree some gifts. It's not gifts. <laughs> we give gifts to each other. And God's gift to us is his son. God's gift to us. You know, I say, say sometimes to myself, when God comes, he doesn't come. He comes with gifts. He comes with spiritual gifts. He comes to impart something into us. He comes to impart. And this time in the fullness of God, before that it was the word that God was bringing to the prophets. But this time God gave his best gift, which was his son. So the first Christmas revealed the God's plan for a fallen world. First Christmas revealed that God sends His Son, and if God had sent His Son, we are sons, and therefore God has sent us. God has sent us. Amen? First Christmas revealed the Son had to leave all the glory of heaven, and had come down and be a man. The first Christmas revealed the curse that God gave to Eve. The first, the curse that God gave to Adam. Now Jesus also had to go through it. Hallelujah. First Christmas reveals that God had a plan for us. And without that plan, none of us would have been here. We would not have said, you know, we would not have assembled this tree in the first place. 
first Christmas reveals from the Father that He came to introduce another kingdom. Hallelujah. When the birth of Jesus was announced, Luke chapter 2 verse 33 says about an eternal kingdom, a kingdom that will never ever come to an end. From that day till today, this kingdom has been advancing. Until that day, it was about the nation of Israel. But today, it is about the unshakable kingdom of the sun. That has been advancing. You and I, we can choose whether we want to be a part of this kingdom or not. Hallelujah. When Jesus lived on the earth, you know, he came to establish this unshakable kingdom. So he began to show people the glimpses of this people, glimpses of the kingdom when he began to heal the sick. When he began, the lame began to walk and when the blind began to see. On earth he showed that. And when he returns, he will establish the kingdom where there will be no more diseases. There will be no more disability. On earth, he died and he was resurrected. And and in his return, death will be no more. On earth, he cast out demons. At his return, he will destroy the evil one. On earth, he was a baby born in a manger. But on his return, as it says in the book of Revelation, he will be a blazing figure. The kingdom that he set in motion, that God set in motion, was just the beginning. Can you tell the person next to you, it's just seen the beginning of the kingdom. And it never ends. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lord, we thank you, God, for this kingdom. I want to tell you, the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating or drinking. It's not a matter of eating plum cakes or drinking grape juice or something. But it's about righteousness, peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. That's what Christmas is all about. Third aspect of Father that he showed in the first Christmas was God demonstrated his love. Many of us, we don't know how to demonstrate our love. But God knows how to show his love. If you are under a parent or under somebody, they don't know how to show your, how to show their love. I want to assure you, this heavenly father knows how to show his love. That is why it says in Romans 5 verse 8, but God demonstrates his own love towards us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. God did not give up on humanity when Adam and Eve sinned. Over thousands of years, God made promises to Abraham. He raised up Joseph. He led the Israelites out of Egypt. He established a nation. And they went into bondage. But God sent his prophets to speak. And he still held on with it, with his plan. But it's still not enough. And he began to, he began to give atonements for temporary atonements for their sins by the blood of the animals. But in the fullness of time, a perfect man came. That was the only begotten Son of God. That is how God demonstrated His love. You know, He might be the only Father that sent His Son to die. I send my children to school to go and study. God sent His Son to die for us. Can we thank God for that? Hallelujah. We will not find a father like that. In this world. We will not find a mother like that in this world. God demonstrate. Hallelujah. 
Jesus became the last Adam. He had to die. Thank you, Lord. I want to thank God. Christmas is all about the heart, understanding the heart of the Father. Christmas is all about. That is why when Jesus said, he began his, he began his prayer by teaching his disciples, a Father, hallowed be thy name. A Father in heaven, hallowed be thy name. He was introducing the love of the Father. Hallelujah. He came for the plan of God, to the salvation of God. He came to introduce another kingdom. He came so that you and I will know the love of God. If you have not known the love of God, if you have not received Jesus into your life, and you want to be under the plan of God, you want to be born again, you want to be saved. You think, you know that you have sinned, and you have fallen short of God's glory. I want every eye closed for a minute. If you want to receive Jesus into your life, and I tell this for any age group, any age group. It doesn't matter if you are a child. But if you want to receive Jesus in an if you want to receive Jesus today, I want to tell you today, this is the day that the Lord has made for you. You want to receive Jesus into your life. You can just gently raise your hand. Because this is God's plan for you. And I don't want anybody to miss God's plan. Because if we miss this plan, there is no point in celebrating Christmas. Because Christmas is all about the plan of God the Father. You can just gently raise your hand. Somebody will come and pray for you. You want to receive Jesus into your life. Father, thank you Lord. Hallelujah. If you want your life renewed, you have received Jesus, but somehow you have backslided. And you want to have a fresh encounter. I want all children also to close your eyes, please. You want to receive children, you want to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. You might be thinking, I'm too small. I'm going to say, the Bible says, know your creator in the days of your youth. You can just raise your hand. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lord, we pray for an encounter today. For an encounter today. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So what can we learn from the first Christmas from Joseph and Mary? Mary surrendered before the word of Lord. You know, it says in verse 38, he says, Behold the maidservant of the Lord. Let it meet to me according to your word. Be it unto me according to your word. Mary chose to live by every word that came from the mouth of God. Dear child of God, the Lord Jesus loves you. Mary said, Yes. To the things of God. It was not an easy yes. We need to say yes. To the things of God. We may not understand everything. Mary did not understand everything. But saying yes to God. Is the best thing that you can ever do. I won't say it's the safest thing. But that's the best thing that you can do. It is the safest thing. When you consider eternity. 
Today, you and I, God wants to say yes. You want to say yes. Whatever God is calling you and I to do. Today, can you say yes to the things that God is calling you to do? You can say yes. You can say a loud yes. God, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. I want to say yes. I want to say yes, Lord. Be it unto me. Be it unto me. Be it unto me, Lord. I know this might be difficult. I may not have everything unfolded before me. But be it unto me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. One of the lessons of first Christmas is an absolute surrender by this unwed girl. You know, it was a difficult word from God. It was not an easy word. To have a child where that where the husband is not responsible. The whole you know, she has to go and tell everybody, Oh, this is conceived by the Holy Spirit, this is conceived by the Holy Spirit. I don't think her parents would have understood, I don't think her grandparents would have understood. Forget that. What will she tell to parents of Joseph? What is she going to tell to Joseph? What is she going to tell her friends? I'm going to tell you where it was a difficult word from God. But because it was God's plan for salvation, because she said yes, today we are saying Merry Christmas. She said yes, so that we can say Merry Christmas today. Hallelujah. Second is Mary said, Luke 1, 46-48. You might be thinking, how did she say yes to it? And how did she continue in it? The key is in verse 46 onwards and says, Mary says, my, Mary said, my soul magnifies the Lord and my spirit has rejoiced in God my Savior uh, for he has regarded the lowly state of his maidservant. See, she's low. She's feeling low. And he has regarded the lowly state. And for behold, henceforth all generations shall call me blessed. You know why? She knew it from the scriptures that the virgin has to bear a child and she was a chosen vessel. It was a difficult word. But she knew it from the scriptures. This is what God has called me to do. I am low Lord right now. But the people will call me blessed because your word says so. You know Mary spoke to her soul. She did not allow her soul to speak to her. Mary spoke to her soul. David strengthened himself in the Lord. Our unrenewed soul speaks to us and makes it difficult and says this is difficult, this is impossible, you cannot do it, you have no ability to do it. The first Christmas happened because one person chose to strengthen herself in the Lord. She had no pastor who could pray for her. She had no prophet who could pray for her. She had no brother or sister. I don't know how it was. She had no brother or sister probably to pray for her. She had nobody. That is why the Holy Spirit said, you go and talk. You be your, your cousin Elizabeth is having a child. Hallelujah. Mary spoke to her soul. She didn't allow her soul to speak. Many of us will listen to what our, our soulish realm is telling us. We don't, we don't take to God. We don't receive from God what God is telling us. But we allow the soul to dictate that it is difficult. That I cannot do this. That I had a pain in the past. My rejections, my failures all keep coming to our mind. Because we allow the soul to dictate to us. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. 
third aspect from Joseph and Mary. Mary's handling of pain brought joy to many. Hallelujah. Mary's handling of pain brought joy to many. When Mary said, it, you know, said, beat unto me, it was not going to be an easy time for her. She had to live with that stigma of having conceived a child out of wedlock. You know, the Mosaic law regarded a, the betrothed woman who became pregnant as an adulterer subject to death by stoning. She put her life on the line. For Mary, it was definitely not Merry Christmas. It was definitely not Merry Christmas. It was not, I know, I'm sure nobody gave her plum cakes. Just imagine that she went on and told all the people, this child came by the Holy Spirit. This child came by the Holy Spirit. In today's times, I'm sure people will mock us. In those times also, they will mock, they have, they should have mocked her. No pastor would believe. I don't know if she had a pastor, but even no pastor wouldn't have believed. Often the work of God has two edges. I want you to listen to this. Often the work of God has two edges. One is great joy. That's what we are happening here. That's why we say Merry Christmas. Because there is great joy in the work of God. But the other edge of God, of the work of God is great pain. It's a great pain. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And it says in Romans 5 verse 19, One man's disobedience, many were made sinners by one man's obedience. So also by one man's obedience, many were made righteous. Mary's one choice has brought joy to many. Your one choice can bring joy to many. Hallelujah. Many often think, we think, what can we do? Well, we just do what God has told us to do. He will do the rest. The wise men, they brought the gifts that they had. That's all that they could do. You know, the woman, you know, when they were off, Jesus once, one day was at the, at the temple. Many rich people came and gave many. They poured out. They had what, I don't know if they gave from the uh, fullness, but there's one woman came who she had only had two coins and she put that. She brought what she could. And Jesus said, this will be remembered. Hallelujah. Jesus recognized that. Hallelujah. Father, we want to thank you. That one man's obedience led us to righteousness. One woman's obedience has given us joy. It has helped us to become, to enjoy the season, Lord, with family. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Uh, you know, verse Luke chapter 2, it says in verse uh, Luke chapter 1, it says in verse 46, My soul magnifies the Lord and my spirit has rejoiced in God my Savior. You know, Mary, we saw Mary had pain. But what did Mary do with that pain? Mary recognized in this pain, I need a Savior. I want to tell you, Mary needed a Savior. She began to rejoice in God who is a Savior. All of us need a savior. First Christmas was about a recognition of God as a savior of mankind. Today, you and I, we need a savior. 
And that Savior, His name is Jesus Christ. Amen. One of the lessons of the first Christmas is to recognize that we need a Savior. And unto us is born a King whose kingdom never ends. Mary needed a Savior. You and I, we need a Savior. Because this world cannot save us. Living in some bunch of rules cannot save us. Even though it is important. But living in the sun. Hallelujah. That is why the Bible says he came to give life. So that we might live through him. Thank you Lord. Thank you. And Mary asked one question. She just asked one question. Wow. Hallelujah. Verse Luke 1 verse 34. Mary said to the sages, how can this be? How can this be? I am sure. I am sure we have all asked that question. Are you asking this question? How can it be? Lord, I know that you have given me this promise, but how can it be, Lord? How can it be? It seems impossible. But I want to tell you, it's a very legitimate question. And God has two things in store. God is saying, hallelujah, I have a dictionary. And in that dictionary, there is no word called impossible. Your dictionary, there will be the word called impossible, I'm sure. But in God's dictionary, that word is not there. Hallelujah. And the second thing, you got to believe for God to do something impossible. God can do the impossible in your life even though that question can be there. How can it be, Lord? I don't see it coming. I cannot see it. Sometimes when I hear a promise from God, I think, okay, God, these are the options. One, two, three, four. Is that all? You know, we are good in giving options to God. Hallelujah. How can it be? The key, God says, the angel says, the Holy Spirit shall come upon you, will overshadow you, will come upon you and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Your answer to how can it be is through the power of the Holy Spirit. Your answer to how can it be is to know that for God all things are possible. Today, God wants to move in our lives and He wants to answer us personally. Can we just close our eyes? If you are having any promise from God and you are seeming stuck in it, I want to say stuck in it. And you might be thinking, God, how can it be? God is saying through the power of the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit will overshadow you. Hallelujah. The power of the highest will overshadow you. It will come upon you. If you are feeling that you have a promise from God, you are not seen it. I want you to just raise your hand. We are going to pray for that. The Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. Will give an answer. Amen. He will bring it to pass. Just close your eyes. Just raise your hand. If you if you are sensing. And I want. I am stuck in it. Lord. I have asked you for years. I have not seen the solution. You have promised me a spouse, but I have not seen it. You have promised me a child, but you have, no, I have not seen it, Lord. You have promised me a deliverance for my finances, but I am not seeing it. You could just raise your hands up high. I'll probably pray for you. You're praying if you are seeing, if you're thinking that your loved one has not known the Lord. 
Anybody like that? You loved one has not known the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And you've been praying for them. But the Lord, amen, hallelujah, is capable to do the impossible. Is capable to do the impossible. Just raise your hands up high so that people, the leaders can see. Hallelujah. I want to declare and decree the Holy Spirit, Lord, that you make way. You make a way, Lord. You make a way. Hallelujah. The power of the Most High. The power of the Most High. Let it come, Lord. Let it come. Let it come. Hallelujah. Don't leave this place before. Hallelujah. Before you're being prayed over. Hallelujah. Some recurring sickness in your home. I want to declare freedom and breakthrough. If you are that, some recurring sickness. I want you to raise your hand. We're going to uh, break that power. Break that power. Break that power. Break that power. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Koba, Nabana, Antana. Hallelujah. Just raise your hands up so people can come and see. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, mighty God. Hallelujah. Thank you, mighty God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Rukharaba, Ramarantiana. Hallelujah. Rekha, Raba, Raba, Raba. Hal, Nabana, Karabi, Ribidi, Anandiana. Hallelujah. God, you make a way, Lord. Hallelujah. You make a way. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Rukharaba, Rabarantiana. Hallelujah. Karthave, Nina Makra. Hallelujah. Touch, Lord. Touch, touch. Hallelujah. Let there be a breakthrough in situations, Father. Hallelujah. How can it be? You are thinking, how can it be? Day and night you are thinking. You are losing sleep. Anybody losing sleep? Hallelujah. I want to pray for a breakthrough from God. Hallelujah. You will sleep well. Amen. Hallelujah. Oh. Kabara, radara, karabi, ribiri, habana, bana, shakhanabane. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. 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 Father, pray for a move of the Holy Spirit. Anybody wants to be filled with the Holy Spirit, I want to ask you this. I want to ask you this. If you're thinking, is how is this connected to Christmas? I want to say, with no Holy Spirit, there is no Christmas. Amen. Hallelujah. Anybody wants to be filled with the Holy Spirit where you have not spoken in tongues? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Touch your children, Lord. Hallelujah. Let them speak in different tongues. Amen. Hallelujah. Different tongues. Hallelujah. Different tongues. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I want to say the gift of the Holy Spirit is for the children also. That you want to speak in tongues, hallelujah, by the gift of the Holy Spirit. This gift is for you. It is not for some elders of the church alone. Hallelujah. This is for everybody who believes. And without the Holy Spirit, I want to assure the church that we cannot fulfill the call of God in our lives. I want to assure it. It is not possible. Let us not dare to move without the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Father, I pray. Hallelujah. Move. Hallelujah. Thank you. Holy Spirit. This is your altar. This is your place. This is your place. Without the Holy Spirit, no first Christmas. No Christmas. Hallelujah.
Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I want to tell you the move of God came to the available. When Herod heard this, he called in the chief priests, the high priest, to know when is this birth happening? Where is this birth happening? I want to tell you, the high priest who is supposed to be once once a year, he can enter the Holy of Holies. That person did, did miss the move of God. But what one person who is in the house of God, he missed the move of God. But the move of God came to the available. It did not go to kings. It did not go to the high priest. They had no clue. They knew the scriptures. But it came to the shepherds. It came to Mary and Joseph because Joseph was a righteous man. It came to the wise man. It came to a virgin girl. came to a virgin girl. The move of God came to a virgin girl. The move of God came to the available. To the ones that said, yes, Lord. We might miss the move of God if we are not available. We as a church could miss the move of God if we are not available. We might have been in the move of God in the past, but that does not mean we are in the move of God today. I'm going to talk about Hallelujah. Joseph and Mary. The Luke 2 was 1 to 7. It's coming of the first Christmas. Mary. And it came to pass in those days that a decree went from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. The census first took place while Quirinus was the governing Syria. So all went to be registered, everyone to his own city. Joseph also went from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth into Judea to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem. Because he was out of the house and lineage of David to be registered at Mary, his betrothed wife, who was with child. And she brought her forth, her firstborn, wrapped in swaddling coats, laid him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the inn. I read an article with Queen Elizabeth. When she toured the U.S. some time back, she had 4,000 pounds of luggage. And for every occasion, she had at least two outfits. I think we, some of us are richer than uh, Queen Elizabeth. We have many. She had two outfits for every occasion. A morning outfit in case somebody dies. She brought her own hairdresser and a host of other attendants. A brief visit of a royalty to a foreign country easily cost 20 million US dollars. And in contrast, God's visit to earth took place in an animal shelter with no attendance, no personal gynecologist, no hospital, no doctor. And with Nowhere to lay to lay the newborn king of kings. Imagine the king of kings. The, nowhere to lay to lay the newborn king of kings. They put him in a manger. A donkey or a mule could have stepped on him. There are no clothes for him. They have no inn 
born in the house of david but yet mary and joseph had no complaints this was in contrast with the people of israel if you read the book of exodus they start with complaint all they could put before god was complain after complain after complain we could be sons in the home now when i was in school one thing that i come from school my mom will prepare a tea sometimes the tea has i don't know what you call it in english pada i hated pada and i would say what is this my mom used to say this the table is not a table of for complaints if i didn't have my favorite banana fry i'm going hungry i know i would complain for the king of kings for the lord of lords there was no complaint you know why they were not complaining they were content they were content no in it's okay no gynec it's okay no hospital it's okay it's a main church okay you want timothy 6 verse 6 with godliness with contentment is great gain i want to tell you it was not a silent night i am not yet to see or hear about a labor room that was silent i have not yet seen it was not silent night for mary for mary it was definitely not merry christmas for us who have the chicken stew on 25th morning it is merry christmas but for mary it was not she was content one of the ways to stop complaining is to learn to keep our mouths shut we have the ability to tell ourselves shut up hallelujah lord we want to pray that we will be a content church whatever you have given to us we want to be content we want to be satisfied with it we, though we know that you can bless us more let that be your sovereign decision lord thank you lord hallelujah this want to touch upon what can we learn from the wise men i'm not reading the entire scripture matthew 2 they heard when now after jesus was born in bethlehem so this is after the first christmas behold wise men from the east came to jerusalem saying where is he who has been born king of the jews for we have seen his star in the east and come to worship him when herod the king heard this listen to this he was troubled all jerusalem with him that is why the bible says that he came for his own but his own did not recognize him because the whole of jerusalem along with his king was troubled because of the birth of jesus but they i don't know maybe they were outside this covenant and he had gathered all the chief priests scribes and inquired and they said it is in bethlehem so these guys knew the scriptures knew everything but they missed the person i want to tell you 
they had a journey the wise men had a journey they were willing to be patient in that journey they had a journey while looking at the star they must have thought you know the star came and stopped at a house and in that journey they must have thought here is the king of the jews supposed to be probably born in a palace and in that journey they were willing to let go of what they thought initially and how did they respond now herod said give me give me word that i may go and worship him so herod was in the worship with an agenda but they when they came to the house they went and worship the lord and in their journey i want to tell you they might have been confusion don't be upset with confusion we will not know everything when we start our journey there is ambiguity and sometimes in our journey it's okay amen we needn't know everything hallelujah some of us expect all the journey details to be told i remember that i had a surgery uh, a fracture many years back so i wanted to know the nitigrities of this and i remember talking to the doctor and he said now i'm going to do something called bone grafting so uh so i said what's that so he said i'm going to take some bone from some other part i'm going to put it here so i was faint. so i began to think about all those things so is it going to be accepted is it going to be rejected somebody came to me you know i know somebody who did this it failed totally somebody told me you will take 3 years to walk because when i was in the this is true when i was in the 1962 war i know somebody who went through this and he took 5 years to walk and i asked the doctor so the doctor looked at me who told you this rubbish i said doctor i think i have a doubt if this body will my body will accept this he said you are i am taking a bone from your body and putting it here your body will always accept what is a part of your body am i right medically yeah we didn't know i wish that i didn't ask that question so i remember i was seeing this anesthetist so she said do you know everything i said so i'll give you this so i said what happens uh, if i don't come back it means you are dead <laughs> so we have a journey we didn't know we needn't know everything stop asking those silly questions to doctors hallelujah i want to tell you they were generous the wise men were generous they brought their gifts to the lord and worship all of us have giftings we can use that hallelujah i sense the lord wants to give gifts today I sometimes tell myself when the Lord comes he doesn't come empty handed when God sent his son he gave his son amen he gave his son then when God came on the day of the pentecost he gave the holy spirit and he comes today he brings in gifts amen he wants to impart some things to us because he is a generous god amen can we thank god because he is generous amen 
I want to conclude. No Christmas card portrays the testing times of Mary and Joseph. Just as no earthly photo of the cross portrays the sufferings of a dying Jesus. The pain and the agony of a dying Jesus. No earthly photo can portray and no Christmas card can portray the testing times that they went through. Christmas has turned out to be a mere gathering. It is sometimes a prosperous time to release a, a Hollywood flick. Mary and Joseph had no Merry Christmas. But this is what they found. They found God in all things. They found God in all things. They had persecutions. Herod was there to kill them. Satan was not keep, you know, keeping quiet. This unwed girl in an unwanted town of Nazareth had a pregnancy that divided mankind into BC and AD. Maybe they didn't live long to realize this. The story behind today's joy of Christmas is actually the pain that Mary and Joseph went through. The wise men's journey, their generosity, the shepherd's humility. As I read, the, as we read the story of the first Christmas, I'm going to tell you in the midst of all that pain that they went through, because you and I are blessed, they made history. They made history. They were history makers. I don't know if they realized it. Hallelujah. Father, we want to thank you for blessing us with your only begotten son. I sense the Lord saying to some of you, I have not left you as orphans. You're not an orphan. You're not an orphan. Maybe your father, mother is not doing what they're supposed to do. But God is saying, I have not left you as an orphan. I am your father. I am your mother. Father, we want to pray. We all of us have difficult pains and different kind of pains. We want to pray, Lord. You will help us. You will guide us. You will lead us. You will fill us with your agape love. Thank you, Lord, that while we were still sinners, that Christ died for us. Forgive us for our sins. Help us to overcome it. In Jesus' name, Father, we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to this sermon. For more sermons, please do visit us at wscc.in.